the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together, we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode on the Herbalist Path. I think that this one is a really, really special one. It very well could be the first time I have ever brought back another guest. Not that others haven't been worthy, but I just really love every time <clears throat> Excuse me. Every time I get to have a conversation with Jacqueline Clemens, she is beautiful. She is powerful. She is amazing and so strong and so inspiring. And I had her back in around the summertime, I want to say in 2023. And then she came in and talked inside of the Apothecary Mama Herbal Mentorship. And she taught this lesson on how postpartum is forever. And if this woman does not move you in the way that she speaks, you may not be human because she is just so incredibly powerful. That lesson, it brought me chills and it brought me peace and it brought me this feeling of like, oh my gosh, this motherhood journey that I've been on, it's forever. It is postpartum. It is forever. And my daughter is 10 now. And it was just so beautiful. And one of the mamas that was on there live had a, a relatively new baby. And so it really moved her in so many ways as well. Like so powerful to bring tears. So that is just a tiny little introduction of Jacqueline. She is also a doula and just a powerhouse. She runs the Akionu Birth Foundation, which I'll have her talk about. <clears throat> and she's just opened up a new wellness center in the Ashland, Oregon area. So enough of a, a Jacqueline intro. Jacqueline, hi. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I love, love, love getting to chat with you. Thank you so much. It is an honor to be here. I do love our conversations. They're often a lot of fun and mm -hmm. it was it was really great to 
like I love being in the trenches with um, new mamas. And so that apothecary mama session was so awesome to really be able to connect with the the mamas in your your group. And so thank you for having me and having me back. Like, I feel like this is this is a big honor. I know. I can't believe it. (laughs) I can't believe like I've never had anybody back on a second time. No, no particular reason. Like my guests are fantastic, but I was just excited to get you back on too. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You are so welcome. And you are so amazing at the things that you do. And I wonder if you could just share a little bit about your journey for anybody who wasn't able to be at that class or tune into the last episode and just like, who are you? And how did you get to be such a beautiful, powerful human being? Uh, first, I cannot take credit for all of those things. Um, my life has been chock full of so many experiences and so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of love, a lot of not so loving things that have contributed to um, the woman that I am in front of you. And so um, when it comes to this doula work and connecting in community, um, that's something that happened very organically for me at 19 years old. And so that doula baby will be 22 in June, this upcoming June. So 22 years ago, um, I found myself supporting a friend. Um, I didn't call myself a doula. I didn't know what doulas were. Um, I experienced a lot of secondary trauma in that in that birth experience um, for that person. And of course, it doesn't supersede at all what they experienced in that. But it really igni- it ignited a fire in me. One that said, um, I'm going to be there for the people that I love. I'm going to be there for the people in my community in the birthing space. And so I started attending births. Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Eat, aroma therapy, <laughs> food, like whatever it took, I wanted to love on, um, advocate for, and support the people um, in my life that were having babies. And so, fast forward to 11 years ago, um, I had someone approach me and say, Hey, I think you would make a great doula. You should come to this training. And I was like, I don't catch babies. Sorry. No, it's not my thing. And they're like, Oh, no, that's a midwife. We don't catch babies. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized that it had been the work that I was already doing. And I was like, huh, okay. So I wound up taking the court, the, I think it was like a two or three day weekend course in person and fell in love and actually started pursuing birth work as a career path. Now, prior to that, it was all love, all passion, no funds. And so after that, I was like, oh my God, like people do this. Like they live off of this. They're able to go on vacations with their children with this. Like what? And um, that was Buddha Bump was my first birth-based business. And oh. then I was doing Buddha Bump part-time while I had a full-time corporate day job. Um, I had a backup doula that I partnered with. And then um, my company moved me to Denver, Colorado. Then I moved to Denver. And honestly, I want to give a shout out to um, the friends that I met, the people that I met in Denver. On the East Coast in Maryland, where I was from, I was attending primarily um, hospital births. 
And the home birth community was vibrant, but it was very much so underground. And so anyone that was supporting moms with um, empowered birth, making their own decisions that were best for their family, they were being penalized from the top to the bottom, from the midwives to the doulas to the families. And so coming from a background where that birthing community of home birthers was very underground, very highly you know, penalized. When I moved to Denver and it was like, oh my God, you know, home birth here, birth center there. Even the the hospitals, some of the hospitals were just very um, more open than anything that I had ever seen. And that changed the trajectory for me. Um, How I was able to interact with birth, how I was able to interact with my clients. And it really was a very expanding experience for me as a birth worker. And so alongside all of this is um, I'm a creative. I was traveling and singing and um, goodness gracious, jazz, the blues, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff and, and just kind of enjoying my life in, in that way. And um, just on a really intense healing journey. I myself experienced postpartum depression with my second daughter um, in 2009. That almost took me out. It was really, really rough. And I had to create. I had to write. I had to sing. I had to dance. I had to move my way out of that. I had to do, you know, um, an elimination diet of sorts and really, you know, strip down to bare bones to try to get myself back coming out of that situation. And so when I moved to Denver after that, I really had this plethora of perspective from different backgrounds, from a creative background, from a healing perspective, as well as from my experiences um, in birth work and what I had witnessed. And so everything that I'm doing now, whether it's the nonprofit or the for-profit Akionu Birth Foundation or Akionu Limited, it's all with the understanding of like, what do we really need? What does holistic support look like? What does that look like for birth workers? What does it look like for healthcare workers that come into contact with families? What does it look like is that are seeking advocacy and support for themselves? And so that's just... A little bit about, you know, my trajectory. I think I shared with you before, um, my grandmother passed in 2020 and I had all these things in me that were just sitting and I was giving away all these ideas and encouraging everyone around me to do all the things. And I wasn't doing those things for myself. And I didn't feel like I was living my life to the fullest, or I wasn't creating impact at a level that I felt I had in my heart to do. And so that was the beginning of, of Akionu Birth Foundation being born ultimately in 2021 and really studying the families that I had supported and saying, oh my gosh, they have the same two issues coming up. Doesn't matter if I'm supporting a wealthy family or a low income family. They are all struggling with mental health after they have a baby. They're all struggling with meal support after they have a baby. This is a thing. We need to to meet this need somehow. And so that's how um, Akionu Birth Foundation was born. That is, it's such an incredible story and journey. And I get to catch different pieces of it every time I hear you speak about it. So that's such a 
It's a joy and an honor. Um, I do have a question. What does Akianu mean? How did you come up with that name? I'd come up with, right? Right. So um, I had a dream. And um, in that dream, I just saw this vision of, um, gosh, all kinds of support. I saw gardens. I saw meditation spaces. I saw herbs. I saw families. I saw all these things. And they were new families. And some people were pregnant, walking around. And and I was like, when I woke up, and then it was like, Akionu. And I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And so then I had to research because I've never heard of Akionu. What is that? And so um, as I was researching the etymology of the word, and in the root of the words, pulling from all the definitions that I found, um, the consistent meanings were wise, intuitive, and thoughtful. Mm. And I was like, that makes sense because all of these things that were happening in this dream um, were pretty wise, intuitive, and thoughtful ways that our community should be operating in to support each other um, all along these stages of, of family and life giving. And so, that's it. I wish I could take credit that it was some kind of like, you know, awakened thought. Like when I was awake and I just said, oh, Akiano, that's dope. This is what it means. But that's I how think it that this is even more powerful. Like it came to you in your dreams. Like that is incredible. I've had a few things come to me in my dreams. And those are the most powerful things that have ever led me in my life. So what a blessing. And yeah. I think it's such a blessing to so many. So I want to hear, maybe you could share with the listeners, like we've, we've talked a little bit about Akianu, but, but what is it? I know your story is incredible and it's led you to this, but how is Akianu making a difference? So, right. so many ways. <laughs> yes. Well, <clears throat> providing meal support in group sessions for families through the, the nonprofit. And so we have what we call our true wisdom postpartum circles. Um, they are going to be launching in our new space, which I'll get to a little later, um, starting in March. And so with our true wisdom postpartum circles, those are an opportunity for new mamas to come and to go through a six-week curriculum where we really delve into their birth story. We delve into some of the challenges that they may have. And we are going through um, relational support, all of these curate, there's a specific curriculum for each week. And we're giving a space for them to share. But it's also not just led from the curriculum standpoint, but it's also peer, peer support. Now it's ongoing and it's monthly, but we found that providing meals for the families that come is also something that brings joy and it really helps to facilitate this openness. So I'm going to take a step back a little bit. We talked about six weeks of meal support. Everyone has a story, a memory, something that is centered around food. If it's your grandma's cookies or her, her pie that she cooked or something specific, food means a lot to us. And so in our programming, what we found is 
it's nice to give people a CSA box. It's nice to give people, you know, a couple of meals from Factor or some Grubhub certificates. Obviously, it's impactful for their personal needs, but there's something about coming together and sharing food in the moment of healing, in the moment gathering that we found to be very effective. And so during our true wisdom postpartum circles, we are providing food to the families in that moment. So they're having a rich, warming, postpartum friendly meal. You know, one of my go-to favorites is always going to be my chickpea coconut curry. Mm -hmm. That is going to be always on one of those (laughs) warm soups. Um, I really love to have the berries and the fruits and the chocolate because I want to produce oxytocin. I want everyone in the space to be just very free, vulnerable, loving so that they're receptive to the information that they're receiving and they're able to really let it settle in their heart. Mm-hmm. Forward, um, in this particular space, we are going to be opening a food and diaper pantry for parents that have children under one year old. The idea there is children do the most. They waste a lot. (laughs) They also eat a lot and they cost a lot. Mm -hmm. And when you think about what causes people stress, we stress about our family, our family's well-being. We stress about the basic needs, things that you would hope that one wouldn't have to worry about. But when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food and shelter are some of the most basic things that we need. And so our idea here is that while we have the workshops and the classes and the childbirth education, that also having a quarterly and sometimes monthly event where people can just come in and get the diapers that they need, get the little squeezy packs of food that they need that might be a little bit more expensive for them, get the support that they need in a loving environment, that again, that's something that has a positive impact on their mental health. It's something that can ease. It'll be one less thing to stress about. So that's mm-hmm. another we have shifted a little bit in our in our mission is to really um, provide people with that pantry support so that they can come in and take what they need. Take, you know, if your whole family is allergic to carrots and I give you a box full of carrots, and say, but it's a vegetable, you should be really happy. That's not helpful for you. And so I do think that there is um, a necessity in honoring people that have needs, uh, low-income folks, giving them a sense of honor when they are in these positions of need and that they, they feel like they have an element of choice and that they can advocate for themselves through choice and what it is that they are securing for their family. And so that's another um, service and offering that Akionubra Foundation um, has available in this space. I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast, who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. I love this time of year. It's spring, the sun is shining, and all of our beautiful plant friends are popping up. It's amazing. Unless, of course, you're one of the millions of people who suffer from seasonal allergies. 
You know, the itchy, watery eyes, the sneezing and wheezing that's straight miserable. Thankfully, there are some amazing herbs that can help you with all of that. Just like the herbs inside of Kick-Ass Allergy from Wish Garden Herbs, one of my absolute favorite herbal companies out there. Kick-Ass Allergy, yes, I said ask without the K at the end. Anyways, this formula has yerba santa, nettles, echinacea for that immune support, and orange peels, all which come together to help dry up those excessive mucosal secretions. Yep, I'm talking about the sniffles and the stuffy nose, the watery eyes, and all that jazz. This blend also acts as a great expectorant and can help ease the swelling and inflammation in those mucosal tissues. It is a top go-to for seasonal allergies. And get this, they combine all those beautiful herbs with glycerin, so it actually tastes pretty darn good. Or should I say it tastes kick-ass without the K at the end. Anyways, if allergy season is miserable for you and you want a natural remedy that actually works for those itchy eyes and being all sneezy and wheezy, you have got to check out Wish Garden Herbs Kick Ask Allergy. And for those of you with the little kiddos, no sweat, they've got a kick it allergy too. And you pregnant mamas? You don't have to suffer either. They've got a kick-ass allergy formula just for you. So head over to wishgardenherbs.com or check out the link in the show notes and go grab yourself some kick-ass allergy so you can enjoy spring again. It's so incredible hearing all that you offer to these people. It's, I say this every time I talk to you because it is so inspiring and so beautiful and loving and kind and generous. And you can hear the healing in your voice, that just presence of it everywhere. And you're so right that those beginning years of parenthood, while beautiful, are also very, very challenging and stressful. And it's the feeding and it's the expenses that you think you've planned for. But oh, wait, oh, wait, maybe you missed out on some of those. So to have that access to help, especially for the low income people, but you're right, high income people are dealing with the mental health factors as well. No matter who it is, it's a challenge. So That is incredibly beautiful. And I know that when we first talked, you didn't have this new space that you're currently in. You're now in Ashland, Oregon, which is such a fun town. I love to say that we're in the same state, but we're on completely opposite ends of the state. (laughs) Still a good five, six hour drive from one another. Um, But yeah, let's chat about the space And Akiano, like, where else do you reach? Where else is this organization helping so many families? So we have a for-profit company by the same name, Akionu Limited, and we have a maternal wellness hub here in downtown Ashland. And so in this space, this is where we're getting into the childbirth education. We're getting into the community events. Um, We have a birth worker roundtable that's coming up where it's really like a maternal wellness space for, for nurses, birth workers, midwives to come. 
and talk about the challenges that the local community is facing and how we can support each other in affecting change, whether that's through legislation, whether that's through support services, whether that's through programming, how can we support and make um, some ripples of change locally? Other things, um, we have an innovation hub where we are telling uh, stories of families. It is extremely therapeutic for people to actually be able to speak about what they've experienced for some people, right? But we've also found that when people are talking about like postpartum depression or the postpartum experience, people get this like glazed over look where they're like, huh, I didn't know it was like that or that bad. And when you tell people stories or you allow them to tell their own stories, excuse me, and you give them a place to share, it allows people to really see and hear differently what that experience can look like for so many others. And so through the media aspect and through the storytelling aspect, the idea is to bring attention to what it looks like in the subtle and the overt ways to gain attention, to make a difference in legislation, to make a difference in how we offer services based upon how people are sharing they're being affected. Some of the other things that we're offering um, is an evidence-based birth childbirth education program, which is four to six weeks if you want to do the accelerated version or if you want to do the full-scale version um, for parents to come in and go through a full childbirth education training that prepares them in advocacy. It prepares them with comfort measures. It prepares them for the physiology of what they're going to experience in childbirth. On the other side, um, what I really love as well is that we're offering professional upskill training for people that interact with the maternal health demographic to come in and to gain skills about how to interact better, how to teach advocacy to the people that they're interacting with to learn comfort measures. A lot of nurses are not doulas. And so if they have folks coming in that maybe don't have support, we want to empower those nurses um, that work in L&D to support those people at a higher level as well. The other thing um, that is very important to me as a birth worker and as a mom is filling my own cup. And so we also have um, programming that is specifically geared towards nourishing the nurturer. And so having breathwork sessions, teaching parents as well as professionals, the tools to really reset their bodies in a, in a somatic release so that as we're going through and supporting these families, sometimes we're experiencing secondary trauma, tertiary trauma, all kinds of trauma. Sometimes it could be firsthand as well. And so how do we get rid of that? How do we make sure that we're our best selves so that we can serve better? And so we have a bunch of programming as well for professionals and families to actually give them tools. Now, those are going to be um, hosted and done by people that are professionals in that in that zone. And so a lot of that is through com community partners where we're having folks come in and teach the workshops, provide the tools to our community um, and host their workshops and classes here in the space. And so ultimately, um, the space is huge. It's a 4000 square foot space um, that's upstairs um, of goodness. I don't know. Probably the Irish pub. I think we're above them. 
<laughs> we're between the Irish pub and Blue Tobo, which is has great, great food. Delicious. Nice. <laughs> um, but we want people to come in yeah. and offer their their workshops and classes that could make life better and put more tools in the hands of families and the people who serve them. And so it's a bit twofold in that in that regard. I am very keenly aware at how much I've burnt out over the last few years, um, specifically the more recent years and how much I've needed community. I've needed advocacy and I've needed to be poured poured into just as much as the parents that I've served. And so our goal is just to be that space where people know they can come here. They're going to be fed always. (laughs) They're going to walk away with some food Mm -hmm. and they're going to walk away with the tool that empowers them and nourishes them, whether it's a family or if it's a professional that serves families. It's so beautiful. And as I hear you speak about it, like the list of people, labor and delivery nurses, I know, and doulas and midwives, I'm like, I've got to tell them about it. I've got to tell them about it. It's truly amazing. And I can't wait till I can make that six or seven hour drive down there because I also need to be in that nurturing, loving space and just release and heal. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it's um it's a beautiful space. And we it wasn't even, it's kind of like that dream I told you about, right? Because someone else asked, like, oh, you've you've been so hard at work and, and you've been opening a, a healing space has been a dream of mine from since I experienced postpartum depression in 2009. When I came out of that deep depression, um, and I have like an old notebook, I'll show you. I had the name for it. I think it was called Lotus Palm Healing Center. And I had like, oh, we're going to have dance classes. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And children will be welcome. And da, 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 da. like I had this whole thing because I was missing that in my life. And so this healing space coming to fruition is not even a new dream. You know, <laughs> it's I definitely know almost what 15 years old at this point. And so although it's evolved and we are catering and, and looking at maternal wellness and maternal health as as the, the focus, it's open to community members to host mm-hmm. their. Um, just last night, we had a book club in for um, a group of, of women to really just have a space curated mm-hmm. just for them. To read the books and 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 eat the chocolate and laugh and giggle and talk through life and and that's what it's about. It could be something like that that just yeah. adds and to our community members. And so that's the thing that I think excites me most and that I'm for like eternally grateful for is that it's just the manifestation of an old dream. Yeah, it's the block of of a seed that was planted so many years ago. I can so relate to that on so many levels. Like, um, I don't know if you know, but I used to run an herbal product line and the seed to that was planted in the early 2000s. And it was because I wanted to create a natural first aid kit for outdoor adventure seekers. And I wanted it to be in all the backpacks and camping gear and in REI. And 18 years later, I got into REI. And in that process, I also 
wanted a space in my community similar to yours, but not so birth focused, but definitely healing. And so I opened up an apothecary tea and smoothie shop where the food was incredibly nourishing. And I knew that nobody would come in for herbs. They would just think I was selling marijuana or something. And they didn't know what herbs were. And I could bring them in with smoothies and soups and things like that. And then teach them about the herbs that could go into their bodies. And that turned into a beautiful space where people would come in and teach classes like yoga. I taught tons of classes there, making your own nut milks, how to nourish yourself. We did painting parties and like it just became this beautiful healing space. And when people would walk in the door, they just their shoulders would drop and they'd get this peaceful smile on their face and just say, wow, I feel better just walking in here. And I bet everybody does that in your space, Jacqueline. It's yeah, it, it's I'm grateful. We have just had a few people in this space. We're doing our soft launch um, March 9th, actually. Mm-hmm. And so we've just kind of been introducing people into the space slowly. One of the lessons I learned is like, I'm just not in the phase of life to do things grand. Mm. and big and fast I'm over it Mm. I'm done I think that's a lesson I am starting to learn now (laughs) thankfully like I need to learn that one because I am habitually a go 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 do it more 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 big kind of person Mm -hmm. and now at 45 I'm like why why am I stressing myself out so much what am I in a rush for what about that state of peace that I want, you know? Um, So I hear you and feel you on that phase of life. And I commend you for recognizing and acting on that slowness and that peacefulness and knowing that it's going to build and evolve just as it needs to. It's beautiful. And I, you know what, it's, I spent so much time and I love when my mentees, you know, they'll text me and they'll be like, Oh, remember you said this, or this is what I'm experiencing now with my clients. And they remind me of my words. And I'm like, Ooh, child, I said that. (laughs) Take my own advice. (laughs) like You know, and it's so many times I've talked about the blossoming of birth and, and easing into it and not pushing it. We tell moms all the time when the baby is ready to come, you're not like (laughs) bearing down and ejecting the baby. No, it's (laughs) gentle blossoming and opening that takes place. And at this point, this is my baby and I am gently letting it blossom and and I'm opening slowly um, with ease, but with intentionality so that I'm not injured in the process. And the baby is healthy. And so those beautiful lessons that you see, like, oh, my goodness, I spent all these years telling these people these things. And even though this is another area of life, you know, it's business and it's um, a space. I'm not physically pregnant in this moment. It still applies. And it's Mm -hmm. still safe. And that's always fun to have your (laughs) words come back and, and, you know, remind you of what needs to. I love that. I love that so much. I love what you're doing with Akionu Birth Foundation so much that it's one of the beneficiaries of the Holistically Healthy Family Summit, 
which is coming up like when this episode comes out, the summit will be happening. So <clears throat> if you're listening to this and you haven't registered for the summit, do it now. Jacqueline does have a presentation in there. It's postpartum is forever. And goodness, again, like the healing power and energy of Jacqueline's presence, if you haven't heard it yet through this episode, definitely shines in that lesson as well. So um, I'm just so excited about it. And I'm so honored that I have been able to connect with you. I can't even remember exactly how we connected, but I know I was on. What's that? Postpartum in the raw. Yeah, I knew it was through your podcast, but I was like, <laughs> where did we connect on that? Was it like looking for podcast guests or? I think there's um, like a Facebook group where they, where you uh, find a guest, be a guest or something. And I was just like, Hey, and I think your assistant was mm -hmm. like, I have one that, that I think would be great. And then she tagged you and then the rest is history. The rest is beautiful history. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. Um, do you want to share a little bit more about your presentation at the summit or anything along those lines? Yeah, I mean, so my philosophy um, in life, in business, as a doula, as a mom, is it takes a mind, body, and spirit um, connection. Like, mm -hmm. it takes a mind, body, and spirit healing. It takes a mind, body, and spirit effort to be where we want to be. And in my presentation um, for this beautiful summit, it was really a joy, right? To remind, right? Because I don't want to act like everything I'm saying, no one ever knows and they've never heard before. But a beautiful reminder that when we're talking about healing and we're talking about snapping back and we're talking about getting back out there, getting back to myself, that that is a fully embodied experience it's something that takes place in your mind it's something that takes place in your body in your spirit and if you focus on one and not the other or two and not the third or one and not the other two you are going to be inherently out of balance no matter how good you look and so it was really a beautiful opportunity um because it's the holistic family right holistic healthy family summit and we could be tempted to focus only on the physical in those spaces. We could be tempted to ignore um, the mind and the spirit aspects of disease, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we could be tempted to think that I'll get to that later. And so it was really a joy to, to create that presentation and to deliver it. Um, just as a reminder, I have a, um, a book coming out later this year for doulas or anyone really, but um, it is a doula's guide to improving maternal health for BIPOC women. And the book is written in the same, with the same perspective. You cannot show up for other people in the way that you need to without taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. Mm. We can't give birth in a healthy way without taking care or being mindful and intentional of our mind, body, and spirit. We can't raise these children, my goodness, without focusing <laughs> and just like understanding like they are whole beings. Mm -hmm. 
we have to nourish them fully. And so it was really a joy to, to speak to the group and to the folks that are in the summit. Um, if you're listening right now and you're just like, eh, I don't know, it's free, honey. Sign up. It's amazing. Uh, Mel, you did a phenomenal job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> together. I'm over here like, oh my God, I can't wait till it's like, it's phenomenal. I am so impressed and so um honored and grateful to be among the list of speakers that you have. But yes, it's amazing. And to be offered for free, I think it's phenomenal. I know that we all have goodies and the natural family toolkit for people to, to, you know, add on, but I think that it's an amazing offering. I think that, um, identifying and, and speaking about the importance of integrated healing an integrated approach in everything we do. It's something that it was a pleasure to bring that perspective to the postpartum folks that'll be on the summit. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I agree. The The speaker lineup is incredible. And I felt the need to bring this together because of course you see me on social media or you listen to the Herbalist Path podcast. I talk about herbal medicine all of the time which is incredible, right? But without proper nutrition, without nourishing our mental health and all of the other aspects, as you were saying, the herbs aren't going to work for you. So I just felt it was time to bring it all together. And yeah, it's been a labor of love, that's for sure. Um, I'm happy to bring it to so many people for free, right? I'm happy mm -hmm. that there's the option for the Natural Family Toolkit and the incredible, generous gifts that people like you have given inside of there are really wonderful. So, and I'm so happy that a portion of the proceeds goes back to Akionu Birth Foundation because what an incredible mission and what an incredible thing you have built to help so many other people. So, thank you. And thank yeah. you for um just an amazing um voice I, I feel like pretty much since we connected um and spoke a bit you've been just very encouraging and very supportive and I'm just grateful so thank you Aww. thank you right back like I feel like now is that part in that the session of the show where we could just be like gushy gushy thank you thank you over and over but if you guys can't hear but in my throat I'm getting over an illness and I've talked more now than I have all week. Of course, it's great because I get to do it with Jacqueline. Um, but yeah, I have so much love for you and so much care and respect and admiration. And uh, I really appreciate you and all that you do, Jacqueline. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I hope everybody listens to your presentation at the summit and I hope you have an amazing day. I can't wait to hear about March 9th and your, it's as a soft launch kind of opening of the space. I can't wait to hear yeah. about it. Yes. So and I'll be, it's um, just a lot of the local healthcare workers and birth workers will be gathering together and we will be, of course, breaking bread together. And we will be, you know, at 2020, it did a number on people in terms of separating us and pulling us into all of these spaces. And so although I'm new Oregon as a whole, um, wherever I am, I 
I want to plug in and I want to be a unifying factor and force in that community. Um, and I just think that it's important, right? Like, yeah. Go somewhere, you might as well make it better. You know, <laughs> might as well bring some people together. And so I'm really looking forward to what this space um, can and will be for the existing birth worker community and maternal health community here. Um, the Valley is amazing. There's a lot of amazing folks out here. Um, and I'm like, gosh, do all of these amazing folks know each other or are they supporting one another? Or do we have a common um, aim that we could all get behind and and just make a huge difference. And so I'm really excited about what that will look like for the folks here in Oregon and beyond. So yeah, I can yeah. only imagine the the love and healing energy that's going to happen with all of those birth workers and healers coming in together and just even expanding more upon the energy and love that you've already put into it that I know is already shining and emanating outside of those building walls. So beautiful, 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 beautiful. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here and being on my show again and chatting with me again. I can't wait to come down and see your new space. I can't wait for you to come. I mean that seriously. You're going to let me know. <laughs> I certainly will. I certainly will. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends so that together we can make herbalism hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. 
For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 